Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. When it comes to immigration. We have a secure border. Dropping off large groups of illegal immigrants. Crisis by ambush. Inflation reduction. It's historic. Families can't afford gas, groceries, or electricity. It's in Russia. So what is the right response when it comes to Putin? Tell the truth. His regime, a terrorist state. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Okay, if we can get the mic on, we'll be good. (laughs) Don't you love live radio? But this is the truth, folks. Every day, every day we do a mic check. We didn't do it today, and the mics, guess what? They're not working. Oh, we, we can be like the Beatles. Remember how when uh, George and Paul used to share the same mic when they uh, were singing? Uh, you, you, I tell you what, let's do. Let's go ahead and take a break. Why don't you go in there and start the break, and we'll get this fixed, and uh, we'll be right back. Lots to talk about, so stay with us. There's a lot going on. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. So it's important to stay informed and up to date. Get ready, guys. Get ready, because here we go. Now, now more than ever. It's a disgrace what's happening to our country. At the top, 30 minutes past and when it breaks. Yeah, I try my best to keep up with everything. So I am freaking out. Just try not to freak out. That's a really tough task for me. Now, back to news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right. Yeah, we got everything uh, straightened out. It was the FBI. That's right. Or the Russians. <laughs> uh, as Clark just said, take two. What happened? Speaking of freaking out, speaking <laughs> of freaking out, oh, my gosh, the liberals are going nuts. And I'm loving every second of it. How bad is it? Devin Nunes. Not Devin Nunes. Um, uh, the, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. <clears throat> Pretty boy. Pretty boy. Governor of California. He wants to charge Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis with kidnapping. (laughs) I'm serious. He wants to charge them with kidnapping because they are busing these illegals to their um, liberal counterparts all over the country. Let's let's see. Next next stop. Tomorrow, they might show up at the California governor's mansion. Yeah, yeah. You don't, <laughs> might want to keep your mouth shut. Because Greg Abbott, uh, I mean, his sending him to Kamala Harris as uh, the vice president oh, yeah. resident this morning was uh, in response to her comment Sunday on the news show. So uh, well, look it, out. It, it, in uh, fact, in fact. Newsom? Uh, let's see. Is this? Yeah, this is cut two. Let's jump to cut two, Clark. This is this is sort of a before and after. Now we've played this audio a couple of times of uh, Chuck Todd interviewing Kamala Harris concerning you know is the border secure. So this is Kamala, and then at the end of this audio, you're going to hear this is off of Fox News. One of the immigrants that got off the bus, the illegals that got off the bus this morning, right outside the vice president's residence. And uh, he has asked, well, is the border secure? We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border. 
in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. It's open. (laughs) Uh, You guys go drag me for this, huh? Okay. (laughs) So then Corrine Jean-Pierre, she expressed outrage over the moves by uh, Republican governors to to bus illegals to... uh, Sanctuary cities on Thursday morning as they got off uh, the vice president at the vice president's uh, home. uh, Corrine just was outraged that they would do such a thing. You know, I I, I, I love the way DeSantis and Greg Abbott think. I mean, and listen (laughs) now. So they arrived today in Martha's Vineyard and outside the vice president's house. And it just, the, the, the thing that's, that makes you so gleeful about this is it shows the blatant hypocrisy of these liberals. I mean, listen, up in Martha's Vineyard, they've been bragging that they would love to have immigrants, mm-hmm. that they're a sanctuary island. That come on, we're, we're, you know, we're open to all this. We love these ideas. And then when they land on their doorstep, they go bananas. To, you know, typical limousine liberals that live in gated communities, yeah. and and in D.C., uh, they, they don't give a darn about you know small town America. You know, Texas and Arizona has been dealing with this for twenty five years, yeah. and a whole lot more in the last year and a half since a, since Biden's been in office. But uh, how, how do you think that coffee and eggs Benedict at the Naval Observatory went down for <laughs> Vice President Harris this morning? Said uh, Vice President. Uh, we have 200 immigrants outside the gates. Well, she was asked by a reporter. She, she apparently was at the White House giving some talk on immigration. <laughs> and as she was coming out of that meeting where she was giving this little speech, a reporter asked her, do you have anything to say about the immigrants that are at your doorstep? And she just had this look, you know, that she was shooting daggers through her eyes at this reporter. Didn't say a word, just kept on walking. She had one of the, well, I can't say on radio, but an OS moment when they asked that question. <laughs> but again, just the, the blatant hypocrisy. Listen, if you are genuine, why don't you say, come on in. It's good to have you here. We're going to do all we can to help you. No. When, it, when, it's at, when it's somebody else's problem, they look at Greg Abbott and DeSantis as homophobic, racist, whatever phobia you want to brand them with. They're happy to brand a conservative as uncompassionate, uncaring. But, boy, when it happens to them, it it, it comes home to roost. Interestingly, up at Martha's Vineyard, 50 people, 50 illegals bust to Martha's Vineyard, and they're calling it a humanitarian crisis. (laughs) 500 people (laughs) up in Illinois and Pritzka up there has called in the National Guard. Yeah, you've got you've got you know one rancher in Texas will have fifty or a hundred going every day, every day, and uh, it's just amazing to me. Is it um, 
Martha's Vineyard. Now that's where the Obamas have a. That's have where a the Obamas. In I, fact, I would send it to. His, I'd send it right down his street. Is where I would. Well, put listen, it. Obama. They got fifty people. Obama has a ten-bedroom house. Uh, and he could accommodate half of them. <laughs> but listen, th- so they actually. I, I'm not sure who the, did this interview, but they went up onto Martha's Vineyard. And they interviewed some gal there who's a resident. I don't know if she's somebody on the, the island council or whatever. But uh, this is what she, this is cut three, Clark. This is what she had to say in regards to these immigrants coming on the island. The difficult challenges are at some point in time they have to move here to somewhere else. Right? We we cannot. We don't have the services to take care of fifty immigrants um, and. We, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Uh, the, you want me to interpret that for you? Look, we don't have space for our servants up here. Yeah, much let, less let than alone, migrants. Let, let alone migrants that don't have jobs. Now, now, then again, if you can teach them to bust tables for us, we might take a few yeah, of them. Yeah. You know, that's what she really means. You're, you're exactly right. And you talk about arrogant <laughs> and condescending. I, I mean, I, again, if if you're preaching to the rest of the world how compassionate you are, open up your homes to these fifty residents. Put your money where your mouth is. Like I said, it's the, it's the typical hypocritical limousine liberal yeah. that looks down their noses on the rest of America. And and but when it comes time for them to ante up and and hey, we're sanctuary. These guys brag about being sanctuary cities. Yep. Then take them. Yep. Now there is uh, one particular um, uh, county commissioner that is on Martha's Vineyard, Keith chatting over and uh you know he, he he was now he was the one that actually came out a year ago and uh said that we would be a, a place in which these illegals would be welcomed welcomed he, I, I would love he said i quote i would love martha vineyards to become a haven for new immigrants to this country a haven well y- y- you've got them you know why can't you follow through on that? But uh, and what he and what he means, especially if they do windows. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, these. Yeah, I don't think these people that live in these areas. Uh, well, they, one, they don't care, but they have no idea about some of these small border towns in Texas and Arizona. I mean, these are not big cities. I mean, right. you get outside of the. I mean, there's some huge metro areas in Texas, but it sure isn't along the border. I can tell you that. And I mean, there's t- there's towns the size of Grifton and Aden and uh, Farmville and Bethel that are overrun. That are overrun with thousands of them. And uh, and and then you know they have to reach out to the state. Well, you know this is a federal issue. Protecting your your national borders should be a federal issue. Thank but you. states are are the ones that are spending the money to to deal with it. Dem- Democrat state representative, and again, this is up at Martha's Vineyard. Dylan Fernandez slammed DeSantis, telling the Martha Vineyard Times that he thinks it's incredibly inhumane that an individual would use human beings, men and women and children, as political pawns. <laughs> Whoa. What, what do you think Joe Biden has been doing the last two years? The Democrat Party has used, used immigrants, black America, as political pawns for 50 years. Thank you. Longer than that. <laughs> 
It's been longer than that, but well, you're, you're I, I can, absolutely right. I can account. You know, I started following politics at about five or six years old, so I, I can count for 50 years. <laughs> so DeSantis, you know, he, he sends them up, sends them north, sends them to the uh, blue states, and he called them out. Today he called them out. He was asked about, you know, what, what's your reaction to the fact that all these liberals are upset with you, Governor DeSantis? He said, look, their virtue signaling is a fraud, and he is absolutely right. He basically drags the leftists for attacking him for sending illegals to sanctuary cities. DeSantis started by targeting – this is cut one, Clark. This is DeSantis targeting President Biden for his refusal to secure the southern border. We take what's happening at the southern border very seriously, unlike some and unlike the president of the United States who has refused – to lift a finger to secure that border. And you've had millions and millions of people pouring across illegally, record amount of fentanyl coming into our country. It is absolutely killing Americans in record numbers. Of course, you have criminal aliens, but just the sheer number of people, it's not the way you run a country. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of folks that come across. Where do they want to end up? A lot want to come, because everyone wants to come to Florida. And so we've, we've worked on innovative ways to be able to protect the state of Florida from the impact of Biden's border policies. And so that's involved a number of things. We've had different operations in the panhandle where we've stopped uh, human smugglers. There have been tr- criminal charges brought. There have been drug seized. There have been a whole bunch of things. But, yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think Florida is a good place, our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state. And it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And, yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. There you go. <laughs> We're helping you to a better place. He then discussed the fact that, wait a minute, Joe Biden has been flying these people all over the country for the last year and a half. Yep. In, in, the, in middle the middle of the, of the night. night. In the middle. No, not really the middle of the night. It's in the morning. Yeah. 3.30 a.m. You know, that's morning. <laughs> that's not the, Technically, the middle of the night would be about 1 o'clock. Do you o'clock. remember Jen Psaki yes, actually re- said yes, that? And I not do. a damn person challenged her yeah. except for Peter Ducey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're supporting policies that are, frankly, just indefensible, he went on to say, the governor, um, DeSantis. It's not defensible for a superpower to not have any control over the territory of its country or the borders of its country. Turning back to Biden, he implicitly referenced the Biden administration's reversal of the Trump's remain in Mexico policy. By the way, did you hear that CNN reporter who came on today and said, well, the remain in in, in Mexico policy is still in force. And she was she was actually reporting on that as if they are are still having people remain in mexico mm. now there might be one or two out of a thousand that are remaining in mexico but uh it's it's to, to make that statement is a joke one of the reasons why we wanted to transport is obviously because it's expensive if people are coming here i just mentioned yesterday the minimum the minimum it is costing the united states taxpayer for the first year is ten thousand dollars a person $10,000 Yeah, $10, yeah I, I don't think it's any way it's that cheap, but you know, I, know, I know that's what they're saying. No, but, but that's, that's, the, that's the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it was, and, and you consider how many have come? Two million have come over? Mm-hmm. But it's about, uh, what, uh, what is it, 150000 to 200000 a month is what it's averaging, something like that? Well, uh, in 2000, it was 400000 that came over. 
and mm-hmm. uh, in 21, it was something like four, uh, 1.4 million. Okay. And in, in this year we're, so, we're going to hit well over 2 million. Yeah. So a little over a hundred thousand a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unbelievable. But, you know, from a political standpoint, you're talking about using using the immigrants as political pawns. You know, this this whole process started, if you think back, of when Donald Trump got elected. All of this, all of this started on the immigrant issue and on uh, – and calling Donald Trump a racist. And, on, and it all started when they looked at the, the polling numbers when Donald Trump won, broken down by demographics. And the Democrats lost a lot of the black vote to Donald yeah. Trump, oh, yeah. a lot of the Hispanic vote to Donald Trump. I mean, record numbers, what, for 40 years. And they said, you know what? We have got to have a plan to paint Donald Trump as a racist. And they started with the whole, you know, took Donald Trump's comments. I mean, he clearly said, yeah, there are some, some bad people coming over the border illegally. There's murders, rapists, blah, 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 right. blah, and all that kind of stuff. And, they branded, and, then, yeah. and then they said, Donald Trump says all Mexicans are murders and rapists. Yeah. And then the whole thing when the Charlottesville, uh, you know, when they had the riots in Charlottesville and that crazy dude ran over and killed some people, you know, Donald Trump talked about, you know, hey, it was a, it was a peaceful protest and there were some good people on both sides. Okay. Then they... <laughs> And then, and then they say, well, Donald Trump said there were good white supremacists up there. And that is horse crap. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And, and, and that led on into the George Floyd took advantage of a, you know, a cop beating somebody that, you know, a, a bad guy, a bad career criminal, but they still shouldn't have beat the guy to death or choked the guy to death. And they took that and ran with the whole racial inequities, systemic racism. And just, it, it, I mean, it's amazing that an, a person with a brain, that cannot see what the Democrat Party is doing with all this. Oh yeah, and and this this whole immigrant issue is backfiring now because finally some gov- some governors that uh, Republican governors that have guts to say, you know what, we're not going to put up with. We're it. not going to put up with it. I'm tired of our people paying for something that the government's doing. Let the government deal with it. Well, I, you know, this is uh, this is going to put it on the front page, and uh, again, it's going to be interesting to see how the mainstream media changes the narrative and how they vilify Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, and and they will. I mean, I don't know how it's going to come off, but uh, they will most assuredly. Uh, well, well, to give you an example, I mean, you can go in right now to uh, if I get rid of this commercial, <laughs> if you uh, go into CNN's top news page right now. And nothing about this. A little blurb down here at the bottom. White House says governor sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard in D.C. is is a cruel stunt. But it's you know you would think this would be a top a top story. There, oh yeah, it'll it'll fade away unless Governor Abbott or Governor DeSantis uh, surprises another sanctuary city tomorrow morning, like say surprised uh, Vice President Harris. I bet tomorrow it won't be an issue on some of these sites. They won't. They won't bring it up. Well, it, listen, it's a top issue on any conservative sites at all. Mm-hmm. Speaking of conservative sites, uh, Town Hall is reporting. Last weekend marked the end of public comment for Bush. The, I'm sorry for the Biden administration's updated Title IX proposal. Now, um, if you remember, when Trump was in there, he took Title IX and he just said, "Look, this." This just Title IX merely means we're going to treat men's sports and women's sports on an equal setting. 
Well, the the Biden administration has come in there and basically done everything that they can do to redefine this to make sure that Title IX now means uh, an open door for transgender activism. That is gender identity activism, where you have uh, individuals that want to go and undress in front of women in the girls' locker room, use their bathrooms. And, and remember just a few years ago when we when the bathroom bill was before the North Carolina le- legislature and and we had all you know we had the ACC pull the tournament and we had the the I think it was the uh, NBA was going to have their All Star game in Charlotte mm-hmm. and they pulled that and and the the conservatives in the North Carolina legislature said this could open the door for all kinds of mayhem and guess what it has. I mean, they should have held their ground on the bathroom bill when it when it occurred. But, you know, they backed down because of uh, the the economic sanction. I mean, I remember Ringo Starr said he was not going to have his concert take place in North Carolina. Ringo who? Ringo, exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, my goodness, what will I do with myself? Ringo Starr is not coming to North Carolina. But anyway – he basically he wants to change. Biden wants to change. It's not Biden, but his his you know the, the progressives that work in the White House and in his administration want to change Title IX just to open the door for all kinds of bizarre things that our audience would clearly be against. So as as in January, there is a nine month a nine month period of time in which the public can comment on the changes that are taking place by the Biden executive order taking place on on Title IX. Well, guess what happens today? Title IX, a federal civil rights law that prohibits any type of sex-based discrimination in any school or education program that receives federal funding, the Biden administration updated its rule that would encompass gender identity as a part of its sex-based discrimination. Gender identity is when an individual identifies with a gender that does not align with his biological sex. Therefore, they can play in sports. Therefore, the only women's team, if you're a guy and vice versa, you can use their bathroom, their locker rooms, shower with them, bathe with them, whatever. And, and, and young ladies are supposed to put up with this. Well, the comment period has been for the last nine months. They come out today and said, oops, there was a clerical error and thousands of the comments – have accidentally been erased. Mm, I know where they are. They're somewhere with Hillary Clinton's emails. <laughs> 30,000 emails. So, what total BS. And it's it's all I can do not to spell out BS. I mean, this is total garbage. You can't make it up. I mean, and it was, it's, frankly, it was predictable that something like yeah. this would happen. Oh, it's a clerical error. Sorry. Well, listen, if, if it was a clerical error, then you need to spend another nine months before you implement these changes. This is, this is total BS. They didn't want, they didn't want the answers they, that they know are there. I mean, they know what the comments are going to be. But, uh, and you know, it's going to be interesting, and you know, maybe we'll never know. But I, I, I guarantee you, I, I gave you a thousand to one odds, the vast majority of the comments that were suddenly disappeared were against the changes that Joe Biden wanted to implement. You know, I, I don't care if on, on almost every issue you're a political liberal, you know, vote liberal on, on every issue. But on this issue here, you can't tell me that there's 
there's a you know progressive Democrat out there that their child, uh, female child, participates in sports, wants a six nine two hundred fifty power forward competing against her in basketball. Well, She's a basketball about because those people have their kids in private schools. I mean, it's the truth. Well, it, I, it, I mean, this is the same thing that we're happening with this the Martha, Martha Vineyard. Yeah, that's true. Hip- hypocrisy. Of course, if they go to you know they go to private colleges, you know, it's, uh, was the University of Pennsylvania with a swimmer? She was at University of Pennsylvania. He was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's uh, that's you, you an passed. Ivy League. That's Ivy League school, right? I think it is. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. So that's private. I, you know, there's an article out today talking about how the Ivy League schools are losing all of their credibility. I mean, with with the CNN George Costanza going to uh, teach at Harvard, and what you see up at uh, University of Pennsylvania, yeah, it's it's falling apart. Hey, listen, um, let's lighten things up and play a little political trivia, shall we? Five six one eight two. Ah, we'll take a call later in the program. Let's let's take a break, and we're going to come back and play political trivia. Your category Americana. Interesting question and a great prize package. So give us a call, 561-8255. We'll play political trivia when we get back. All right, welcome back in. It is Political Trivia, and uh, got a great prize package for you. Your category, Americana. I think we have one more line open, 561-8255, area code 252. And um, your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Also, a gift certificate from Fit for Life 20 Floor, including two free training sessions with Coach. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno and a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. And also a gift certificate to Ironwood Golf Course. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family have won recently, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up, from Greenville, we have Betty on the line. Hi, Betty. Hey, Betty. Hi, Tom. Hey, Benny. You ready to play? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. Americana is your category. Short question. Francis Bellamy is a part of Americana. Why should his name be familiar to us? Oh, God, I've heard the name, but I can't remember. Oh, can I get a hint? Not yet. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, you're nice. I'll give you a hint. Are you ready? Okay. While Francis Bellamy was a Baptist minister, he is better known for something that many people thought was secular. What do you think? Are you Googling it? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm watching it on my phone, so I can't Google it. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, let's see. Um, he wrote Pledge of Allegiance. You got it! Oh, wow. That is oh, my it! God. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. Good job. Yes. Francis Julius Bellamy was an American Christian Baptist pastor and author best known for writing the original version of the Pledge of Allegiance, 1892. Congratulations, Betty. You made a lot of people online uh, a little irritated, because. Uh, <laughs> but congratulations. Good deal. Hang on the line, and Clark's going to get all your info, and uh, sorry, guys, that we're on hold. Betty beat you to the punch. We'll be right back. 
This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to uh, Betty Watson. She got our uh, political trivia correct. Francis Bellamy was the uh, author of the original Pledge of Allegiance. He was a Christian socialist Baptist minister. That's a mouthful. I mean, was the guy schizophrenic? (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty much all over the map uh, well, i said he lost his pulpit in boston uh for teaching the 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 um teaching that capitalism was bad and so he lost his position and moved to florida my and, how times have changed yeah <laughs> boston huh uh taking a look at your weather forecast tonight a mix of clouds and uh Sun, uh, sunny skies, clear skies, a low of 59 tomorrow, mainly sunny, a high of 83. Clear skies tomorrow night, a low of 55. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Saturday, sunny, high of 85, and uh, mostly clear skies, a low of 61. So uh, look in the future, just down the road. I mean, it just looks like gorgeous weather between now and next Wednesday. 55, that's, that's Friday night football weather. Yeah. That's the way football weather is supposed to be on Friday night. Well, the game starts, uh, the ECU game starts six at six o'clock so it should be perfect conditions for the uh, ecu campbell game weather brought to you by our friends at the ironwood golf and country club whether you're looking to spin your fall courtside or greenside ironwood golf and country club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required again remember if you're headed to the beach pack your clubs because Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today. And the fall is the best time of year for golf. I mean, it's just it's gorgeous weather out there. Low humidity, pleasant temperatures. Uh, they'll see the leaves starting to change. Again, that number seven five two forty six fifty three. Ironwood Golf and Country Club, a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. A parent in Chatham County, this is out of the Carolina Journal, is claiming that a local public school teacher bullied his daughter for her Christian faith. Of course, Chatham County sits just south of the People's Republic of Chapel Hill. The <laughs> accusation came during a meeting of the Chatham County School Board on September the 12th, just a few days ago. Ryan Smith said his daughter, 8th grade class at Chatham Grove Elementary School, was instructed to list their three favorite things. She listed art, basketball, and the Bible. Her teacher, Les, uh, Wes Lyle told her, God is not real. No child should be bullied. If my daughter hadn't been as strong as she was in her faith, there'd be no telling how things would have turned out. Smith now has pulled his daughter out of the school, enrolled her in a local private Christian school. I don't see how the board has the audacity to sit and let teachers bully and indoctrinate our kids. You're taking away their First Amendment right. Now listen, I mean, Chatham County, I, granted, it's, I'm somewhat sarcastic, uh, when I, although it is very close to Chapel Hill, and in Chapel Hill has gotten so expensive, there's a lot of spillover in Chatham County uh, that our the, the liberalism is creeping into that county. But uh, tradition, I mean, Pittsburgh is a rather small, quaint 
country town, and uh, yet this is happening in the government school there. My, my only point is wherever you live, you, you have got to be on guard as a parent as to what is going on at your child's school. Don't think that this is not going to happen at your school. And listen, I realize there are great teachers at the public school, and there are strong Christians at the public schools that would encourage your child's growth in his or her relationship with Christ. I, I agree with that. I know that happens. But don't think that every teacher there is going to be in that category. Mm-hmm. In fact, those teachers are probably the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, and I'm probably a little bit um, – well, I know I'm a, a little bit probably left of center of most conservatives on this issue in the school systems. I, I, I believe anyone has the right to worship any way they want to. I, I want to be careful with what how teachers because teachers have a big influence on kids and they should um but i I even want teachers to be careful about um you know if if this if this teacher you know mentioned uh to this kid that hey that's great you know the bible is important to you and then and then started talking about their maybe their specific denomination i I really don't want them to do that right now I i think it's fine to go up and encourage the bible is great that uh, um, you know that's that's a you know that's something I'm, personal I'm happy you. for you yeah happy but for leave it. it at that yeah um, but you know there was a, a gentleman that spoke at the the board meeting in that county pastor uh, John Amachukwu Amachukwu or something <laughs> um, but I mean he brought up a good point in his presentation do you for one time think that if this kid said the Quran was you know one of the three things instead of the Bible. Do you think this person, when it says uh, your religion is a re- religion of war, a religion of this no, or that, no. I, it's it's the double standard that Christians are facing in every single cir- circle of not only uh, educational and institutional America, but corporate America as well. I mean, it's like your your Christians are being, um, you know, it's just being ridiculed, whatever they do. And uh but the, but the irony of this guy saying God is not real, uh, well, you know what? This guy has a God. I, I don't know what it is, but all of us have a God, whether it's humanism, whether it's a personal relationship with Christ, whether it's money. Every one of us have something that we idolize. And uh, You know, I, I didn't have any teachers like this. Well, I had some great teachers growing up, but uh, – but but when it came to issues like this, uh, they didn't ever talk about the issues. But some of my teachers, when I was growing up, even you know in high school, almost forty years ago now, would get a little bit political from some time, and and, and I would get in trouble because I you know I, you, you wouldn't I'm let it lie. Opi- I'm pretty opinionated now. It didn't just happen that way in the last ten years. But well, uh, and the irony is. The, the students ought to be opinionated. The no, students ought to be. I mean, they're the ones that ought to be, you know, having the dialogue and pointing the dialogue and 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 giving their opinion. The the teachers ought to be the moderator, facilitator. To, yeah, and I think they should in, encourage dialogue. Which you know, yeah. I, I know where that can go because that can get that can that can go bad quickly when you when you're dealing with teenagers. But in this day and age now, you know, you have teachers if if it's if it's what the if it's what the powers be and the political parties that be in education now, if it's if if they're encouraging dialogue now, now the teachers are going beyond that and inserting their opinion on things, which I think is wrong. Whether it be religion, politics, or whatever. Carolina Journal is also reporting on the uh, Ted Bud Jerry Easley race, 
And uh, it Be- looks easily. Yeah, what did I say? She said easily. Oh, <laughs> please forget. Let's forget that name in North Carolina politics forever. What? They all come out of the same mold. Can you blame same, me? Yeah, I guess you're right. Same uh, anyway, uh, rather good news for uh, Ted Budd as uh, he looks like he has uh, is creeping into the lead. What was uh, supposedly neck and neck. Um, the um, yeah, the signal poll, which came out about a week ago, had them tied at 42% each. A more recent poll from East Carolina University uh, that was taken between September uh, 7th and 10th shows Bud over Beasley 49% to 46%. And, of course, um, we now see that uh, Mitch McConnell is going to – his, his um, leadership fund pack is spending $3.4 million dollars on Ted Budd, on his Senate race. In fact, I think he comes in third amongst uh, the money being spent in the Senate races. Uh, the only ones ahead of him are um, the Georgia race and the Pennsylvania race, which are just a couple of hundred thousand dollars more than uh, the North Carolina race. And then Donald Trump comes in. And again, that happens um, a week from tomorrow on September the 23rd. If you want to go to that, uh, go to DonaldJTrump.com forward slash events, and you can uh, sign up for tickets there. But uh, it's it, this um, ECU poll that was taken was basically – and this is, this is for likely voters that they took this. I mean the, the number of people that they polled, 100 percent of them said they were um, very likely to uh, vote in the uh, upcoming election. You know how excited were they? Uh, they all said seventy-two uh, percent said excited. It doesn't have a breakdown between Democrats and Republicans on uh, whether you know whether the Democrats were more excited than the Republicans. But uh, Ted Budd uh, again has forty-eight point seven percent of the vote. Cherry Beasley has forty-five point nine percent. The other thing that was rather interesting on this, they, they asked some additional questions concerning uh, the Trump-Biden race. And um, they've got Donald Trump out in front. If, if, if the 24 presidential election were held today and the candidates happened to be Donald Trump, Joe Biden, who would you vote for? 46.1% said uh, Donald Trump. 44.6% said Joe Biden, which, uh, again, that might be more a reflection. You know, if, if there was a, another choice uh, other than Donald Trump, which I'm not knocking Donald Trump, but, I, again, some people he think they think he's toxic. It would be interesting to see if that DeSantis's name was in there. Would Joe Biden still get forty four point six percent? But what's interesting about this is they also look back on the previous election, uh, the previous presidential election, how they voted last time, and it was basically identical to this time. So not a whole lot has changed from the previous. In, you know, the, looking at the ECU poll and looking at the 2020 elections, I guess the 2020 election cycle was the first time ECU came up with their polling. Yeah, it was a, at that point, they had pretty much just launched their uh, new but, polling. But I kind of analyzed their uh, polling and then looked at the election results. And ECU, yeah, they I mean, did very well. Really, yeah. very well. Yeah. So I would take that if they're saying, a, you know, a plus three bud, it's at least a, at least neck and neck because probably the margin, what did it say, the margin for error was maybe – Plus two or plus three or something. I, 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 yeah, that's usually it's generally, what it is. generally about what it is. So, the interesting thing to me, what's your take on Ted Budd um, continuing not to debate? I just saw 
maybe two or three days ago with the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters, he turned down to to debate uh, Cherry Beasley there. And that, that to me, that was kind of surprising. I, I am surprised, and it doesn't give a, a whole lot of confidence. You know, I mean, I, I, again, the Republican Party in general, um, it, it just seems as if yeah, some of these things that they're bringing up, the abortion issue, for example. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, why isn't the Republican Party taking money and just explaining what the elimination of Roe v. Wade, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, means? It doesn't mean – I mean, it, it, all they got to do is say, look, we have taken this decision from a bunch of guys in black robes and given it back to you. Mm-hmm. We haven't said abortion is illegal. We have said it shouldn't be up to the Supreme Court to create this opinion, in essence, judicial activism, trying to create law as it deals with abortion. We're taking it out of their hands and putting it back into the state's hands. You can decide. Mm -hmm. If you want abortion legal in your state, you have the ability to make that happen. Now, it's going to take a lot of work depending on what state you're in. And in some states, it's, it's already perfectly legal. Other states, Alabama and others, it's it's uh, you know not not totally eliminated, but some strong restrictions as compared to what Roe v. Wade uh, called for. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised uh, that that Ted Budd isn't out there more. I, I guess he's keeping his ammunition dry. I mean, it is interesting. There's a lot less money being spent on this race than there was. Uh, between uh, was it Cal Cunningham and, mm. and Tom Tillis, mm-hmm. uh, a lot less money on both sides, which is a little surprising. You know, for uh, the Democrats, uh, they dumped a lot of money into that Cal Cunningham race. Maybe they felt like they got burned with, with Cal, and they're not going to take chances again. Yeah, maybe they look at, you know, Donald Trump won North Carolina fairly strongly. Maybe they're just putting their eggs in the yeah. other states. Maybe. Exactly. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for being with us. Congratulations again to Betty Watts and our political trivia winner. And we'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.